You're listening to episode 123 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a maverick like me. How convenient because I literally made the show just for you. I'm a business scaling strategist that's been in the game for almost a decade now, and I'm weirdly passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, and go-getters scale their businesses and their lives. Imagine taking your impact, your income, and your freedom of time to the levels that you can only dream about. Making your mission known to the world and mastering your business strategy so you don't have to keep on trading dollars for hours. I built two two comma businesses doing what I love, what I believe in, and a lot of that has to do with teaching you how to do the same. We drill down on strategy, but we know that it takes more than just business tactics to live the life that you envision. So we go deep on health optimization, mindset, leadership, relationships, and just being that scaled up version of you who is primed and ready to step into your purpose and peak performance. Some days I record this bad Larry from my closet to escape my three littles, and some days I'm down at my barn office on our 12-acre farm. So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. I had to fill you in on this because I think it might be exactly what you've been hoping for. So we just reopened the doors to our exclusive Maverick Mastermind because we've been getting requests for it for a while now, and we are accepting applications again. But here's the deal. This Mastermind in particular, it is next level. We bring in industry leaders and experts, the ones that you admire from afar, so you can have direct access to them to help you scale your business. We have an entire curriculum we're walking you through that is going to help you change the game of how you grow your business. No more spinning your wheels, feeling like you're wasting time and money. We're going to help you become known as the go-to expert in what you do, help you nail your clarity. You will know exactly what you're called to do and how to do it, increase your visibility, help you build out your next irresistible offers because that's huge. It's going to increase your cash flow, your income levels, your overall impact that you're making. Have access to the people that you want to connect with, in-person retreats with them too. And we're really into teaching you high-level marketing strategy, stuff that's going to stick, list growth strategy so you're talking to the right people, the ones that are primed to buy what you have to offer, and helping you get the right new connections, publicity, land interviews, speaking gigs, direct access to me and my team, my incredible operations director and amazing integrator. And our Mavericks have done more in six months' time in their business than most people do in years of navigating this on your own. It is fast tracking where you wanna go. And masterminds have been the single most powerful tool for growth in my business. It took me from five to six figures in the beginning years ago, and then from six to seven figures. And it is something that I love walking people through because it's so incredibly game-changing. We keep this community really tight. So if you're serious about growing your business and doing it in a way that's in integrity with your values so you can make the impact you want to make, but I believe that there's so much more to success and that's going to be making sure that you're also building in a way that gives you the time freedom so you can be with the people you love while you make the impact you want to make in your business. This is it. So don't wait because we cap this thing. We don't accept unlimited people. So you can apply at elizabethhartke.com forward slash maverick or check in the show notes and you need to apply so that we can schedule a call to see if this is the right fit. Ask whatever questions you want and see if this is the right thing both ways. I want to help you build a business that is in alignment with the vision that you have for your life. No more winging it. We've got the blueprint. Let's do this. 
I know you're always on the hunt for ways to increase your brand's visibility, which I don't blame you, and find ways to get your offers into the hands of the right people, to grow your list, to connect with more people that are just going to become instrumental parts of your tribe. That's why I had Pinterest know-it-all, Rachel Ngom, on the show. Pinterest is that sleeping giant of search engines and content marketing strategies, and Rachel is coming on to talk all about the best Pinterest strategies to scale your business. She's the host of the She's Making an Impact podcast, and she's the go-to lead generation expert, helping people land more leads and sales utilizing Pinterest. So let's not waste any more time. This episode is going to give you some serious tactics, so take some notes and let's dive in. This topic... My tribe has been begging me for on repeat for like months now. So the best Pinterest strategies for business. I am so excited to welcome you to Scaling Up, Rachel. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. So before we get into the nitty gritty of all things Pinterest, which I will be fervently taking notes on myself because I always love learning things that I'm not, I haven't mastered quite yet. Um, tell us more about you. I know that you, that where you are today is not where you started, right? No, and definitely not. <laughs> and two vastly different places from what I've heard. Uh, so what led you here? Why do you focus on what you focus on? Like, Tell us all the things that make you tick because I love hearing stories of other entrepreneurs who um, are pursuing just making that impact in the world using their gifts and being willing to do the hard work to get there. Yeah. So abbreviated version, I played volleyball in college at the University of Illinois, um, ended up getting an internship to move to Africa, moved there, came back, got my master's in social work, met my husband um, in Africa, uh, moved to Florida so he could start his own business. And that's where I couldn't find a job, even with my master's from the number one program in the country. Uh, so I <laughs> had to figure something out. I was a part of a network marketing company at the time and was able to take that company to six figures, which was amazing. And that was primarily using Facebook and Instagram. And then um, this was like 2013 when the logarithm changed and it was so easy. Like it used to be so easy to post on Facebook and get all these comments and all this interaction and that stopped. And so I was like, oh crap, I have to figure something else out. So I started a blog and started putting stuff on Pinterest um, to help me grow that business. And before I knew it, I had more and more people coming into that blog and I looked at my Google analytics and I had 35. 4,000 people a month coming to that blog from Pinterest. And I was like, wow, that is insane. Um, so I created a little ebook, a $9 ebook. And the day I launched it, my website actually crashed from all these people wanting to come and buy it. And that's, that's a quality problem being like, Rachel, I'm trying to buy your thing, but it's not working. So I knew I kind of wanted to branch out and do my own thing um, outside of network marketing. It was a great like introduction to entrepreneurship for me, but I was like, I'm ready to do my own thing. And what I noticed over and over again is people kept asking me how I was getting these results with Pinterest. And so I knew I wanted to work with entrepreneurs. And um, after talking to them, they're like, I hate Facebook. I hate Instagram. I'm really struggling with lead generation. I want something easy um, that I can kind of automate. And I'm like, you need Pinterest. So August of 2017 is when I launched this business, um, teaching entrepreneurs how to get more leads and sales with Pinterest. And it has been like a crazy wild ride. We've had thousands of students go through our programs. Um, and it's, it's been awesome being able to build it while we were living in France and through the birth of our second baby that I have right here. Um, and yeah, so here we are today. Yeah. We have to highlight the fact that uh, this is how real moms run businesses with Rachel sitting there on one of those 
uh, exercise balls bouncing up and down with her beautiful little daughter on her chest, strapped to her chest. This is like entrepreneurship and motherhood in a nutshell. And she fell asleep. She fell asleep. So we're good. (laughs) Success. That's, that's a major win right there. I know. So talk to me about why do you, why would you say Pinterest is such a powerful strategy? I feel like it's an often underutilized strategy. And, and I guess what is the real driving power behind it as an entrepreneur considering all the different platforms out there? Like why Pinterest? It's a search engine and it's not a social media platform. So when you're on Facebook and Instagram, it's like you have to be kind of like noisy and get people to actually stop and pay attention to you. On Pinterest, people are actually going to search for something specific. And so if you can understand how to use keywords effectively, then you can be the person that shows up when they're searching for that thing. And then the other big reason, well, there's quite a few. Pinners have a higher average income rate than non-users, which is awesome. So they have more income to spend on something that they're searching for. And then the pins last way longer than something that you post on Facebook and Instagram. And so when you create content for Facebook and Instagram, it's like it disappears like that. Um, And it's like you spend so much time. It's like you're on a hamster wheel constantly creating content. And when you're doing stuff for Pinterest, it works for you over time. So that fitness business that I was telling you about, I stopped creating content for that business January of 2018. I haven't touched that blog, haven't touched that Pinterest account. I'm still making sales from that blog and from that business, which is like mind blowing. And then the most important reason is that when you do it effectively, you can use Pinterest to build your email list, which is something that you own and you control. So you don't own Facebook, you don't own Instagram, your account could get shut down, it could get hacked. That happened to my mom, her Instagram account got hacked. And I'm like, it's a good thing you're not running a business here because you would be screwed. Um, You don't own those platforms, but you own your email list. And so you can use Pinterest to help you build your email list. In my fitness business, I built it to over 20 thousand subscribers for free, which is pretty awesome. That is amazing. So uh, there's so many things I want to ask you. I'll try not (laughs) to be too rapid fire here. Okay. So from the concept of like, let's talk about how you mentioned those pins that you had put up a while ago are still generating traction. Would you say that's because you nailed the keywords in the pins that the pictures like were spot on? What were the factors I guess, what are the factors of a really powerful pin that kind of stands the test of time? So it's both. You have to have a solid image and you have to have the right keywords. They really go hand in hand. You don't have to be a graphic designer or anything. Like the pins that I've created that have taken off, like I think back in the day it was PicMonkey that I created them on, but now you can use um, Canva and they have a Pinterest template that you can use and it's really easy to plug and play. So the image is important. You want it to stop but stop the pinner scroll. And so when they're scrolling on their phone, most, most often you want it to be like big, bold, bright. So we use bold text on the image. We use bold colors um, and something that's really going to get them to stop and take notice. And so homework for whoever's listening is just take out your phone, open up Pinterest and start scrolling and see what kind of pins grab your attention and why. And so start creating pins based off of that. And then the other reason that the pins are going to take off, it's because you have a solid description for that pin. And so whenever you upload a pin to Pinterest, you can create a description for it. That's where you're going to put your, your keywords and they need to be specific keywords. And so in my fitness example, I wouldn't use the keyword weight loss because that's super generic and I'm never going to rank at the top of Pinterest. And so some of mine that have really taken off were intermittent fasting for women 
which is a specific phrase. So we call that a long tail keyword. And so it's just a couple words together that people are actually searching for. Another one that really took off is keto peanut butter fat bombs. And so I made that recipe. <laughs> uh, they're really good. You should check it out. Um, but in the pin description, it, I'm conversational because I'm talking to a human, right? But I'm also using those keywords and weaving it into that pin description. So I might say something like, um, have you ever tried fat bombs before? This is the first time I've tried it and I'm definitely going to be making them again. In this recipe, I'm making keto peanut butter fat bombs, um, repin and come check out the recipe. And so I'm telling them what they should be doing. I'm telling them to repin. I'm telling them, I'm giving that specific call to action. So there's a few things you want to make sure you have in there. Human I love that. Yeah. Pin description, call to action. Yep. And, and I love the description that you give of the, um, keywords and not just, I think people fall into the trap of staying too generic the same way on Instagram. Like if you use the hashtags that have, you know, 2 million people using it, you're going to get lost in the shuffle versus the ones that maybe have 10,000 or 5,000. Okay. So for the people listening today who are getting excited about the prospect of this and utilizing this for their business, but they're a little overwhelmed by the thought of taking on another thing in their business. How much time would you say this actually takes I don't know, daily, weekly to move the needle in a way that's worth their while. It's the platform that I spend the least amount of time on. Like it's Mm -hmm. one of those things where you get it set up and not necessarily forget it, but like you could get it, spend 30 minutes to an hour a month on everything you need to do on Pinterest. So if you're already creating content, which you should be in your business, some form of content. So for you, your podcast, you can take your podcast, put it on your blog, create detailed show notes and create a really high quality pin and drive traffic and get more traction from your podcast. Um, I have people that do like Facebook live videos or YouTube videos, and they just embed that into their blog and drive traffic from Pinterest to that. And so if you're already creating content, it's pretty simple to just repurpose what it is that you're already doing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Newbie to Pinterest. What would you tell them to start with? Aside from, I liked the idea of like looking through and seeing what catches their eye so they can have an understanding of what kind of things they could post and what would catch their ideal client's eyes. Mm -hmm. But what are some things that we can start to implement today? Like, is it start just like, just start pinning, creating specific boards? Like, is there, should we kind of have our ducks in a row in some capacity with Pinterest and have Um, a good description of our profile and a good image? What are the things that kind of in order that you would have us tackle? I would say in your mind, like start with the end in mind. And so know where you want to take that pinner. Where is the customer journey for them? And so I'll give an example in my business. Now we have a Pinterest course that we sell. And so if I want to use Pinterest to sell that course, I need to reverse engineer it. So I have the Pinterest course. What's going to lead them to that course. I have a freebie. That's our Pinterest cheat sheet that's going to lead them to that course. And then reverse engineer it a step further. What kind of content do I need to be creating on my blog to put on Pinterest? That's going to lead them to that freebie. And so I need to be creating content about Pinterest. And so you have to know what that customer journey is going to look like and start with the end in mind. Cause if you just start creating a whole bunch of content without a strategy behind it, you're going to be wasting your time. And so figure out what's the end goal that you have. What's the freebie that you're going to create that you're going to use to build your email list. And then what is the content that you're going to be creating Um, and plan out, like have a content calendar content schedule where every Monday, maybe you're creating some form of content they're going to be putting on Pinterest. Um, So that would be like number one thing is just have, have a plan. So you're not just showing up and doing 
all things crazy. And then just make sure you're niched down enough. And so in my fitness business, I was trying to do like all kinds of crap, like all things health and fitness, trying to appeal to everybody. I had like on my blog, I even talked about like my vacations and mindset and all kinds of stuff. And it wasn't until I looked at my Google analytics, which that's another step, install Google analytics. So you can see what's actually working that I saw my blogs about keto and intermittent fasting were the ones that were getting the most traction from Pinterest. And so I just niched down to that. And I'm like, I'm going to make my blog focus everything just on that. And so have a very specific narrow focus focus that you're going to be creating content around. And as far as pins, are you pinning, like how many pins a week would you recommend creating? I would say you should pin at least five times a day. That when I say that people are like, holy crap, like, do I have to be on Pinterest all that time? No. And it doesn't necessarily have to be only your content either. You can be sharing other people's content. And in the beginning for every piece of content that you're creating, you can create several different Pinterest images to go with it. And so you can test out different things. You can test out different like text that you're putting on the pin or different background colors to see what's really going to start to work on the platform. And then once you do, you get into kind of a groove and you can schedule out your pins using Tailwind. Um, which is a Pinterest scheduling app that is amazing and just start scheduling out a few pins per day. Awesome. And okay. I love this stuff. And I'm like, my brain is turning as all the different things I can implement. I, I've heard you use blog a lot. Do all roads lead to blog? Like, are there other options or do you recommend that everybody utilizing Pinterest has a blog or can it be different avenues that you're guiding them towards? So blog and website, those things are like interchangeable. So you Mm -hmm. could do either one, right? Um, I would not, like a lot of people asking me, like, can I use Pinterest to build my Instagram account? I wouldn't because again, you don't own Instagram, you don't own Facebook, you don't own YouTube. And when you're sending them to all these different platforms, you don't own or control their experience. And a lot of times they're going to get super distracted. Like think about when you're on Instagram or Facebook, it's like squirrel. And then you don't know what their action is going to be, right? They're going to get distracted and you're going to lose them. So I would send them to a blog specifically where you're adding value in a blog post. I wouldn't send them to a sales page or a landing page because this is super cold traffic. They have no idea who the heck you are. And so I'll give an example of one of my clients. She was searching for something on Pinterest She found my blog post. She read it. It was adding massive value to her. She was like, this is amazing. How else could I learn from this person? She like stalked my blog and went through all of our posts. She opted in for my freebie. Then she applied to work with me privately. And without me even doing like a sales call or anything like that, she signed up to work with me privately within a week and signed up to attend my live event in Chicago. And that was completely evergreen, meaning that content was already done. I didn't have to be there like in person talking to her or anything like that. The content that I created and the experience that I have on the blog and everything did all of that for me. And so sending them to a place that you own and control the experience and you have the desired outcome um, that you're really controlling and putting that person through. Yep. That makes total sense. What about boards? Talk to me about boards. So I I don't know. (laughs) you don't need to have like a million of them. I would just have like five to 10 and the board title and board description matters. You can use keywords in those places too. And so whenever you're uploading a pin to a specific board, you want to upload a pin to the most relevant board. And so let's say I have boards on um, like entrepreneur tips, 
Pinterest marketing tips, um, mindset resources. If I create a pin that's all about how to use Pinterest, I want to upload it to the most relevant board because that's giving Pinterest specific data telling it what that pin is really about. So Pinterest is looking at that. So I would upload that pin to the Pinterest marketing tips board. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Like advanced stuff, but <laughs> it's good to know. And Tailwind has some pretty unique capabilities too. Like you can use it in a minimal sense and then you can like go all in with it. Is that right? Cause we use it right now in our business, but we're Great. certainly not maximizing it the way that we could be. Yeah. So you can schedule it. You can loop pins. So you upload a pin and Tailwind will automatically schedule it for you over and over again. So you have to keep uploading it. And then Tailwind also has a tribes feature where you can collaborate with other pinners. And so there's typically rules for each tribe. So let's say I join a tribe that's all about like online entrepreneurs. I would upload one of my pins to that tribe for other people to repin it, share it out. And then in that tribe, I would just share someone else's pin. So it's typically like a one-to-one -one rule. Every pin that I upload, I share someone else's. And so that way you're getting a lot more exposure um, and helping you just grow your audience faster. That's awesome. Okay. So what questions should I be asking you? I feel like that's the extent of my Pinterest knowledge <laughs> as far as the questions I asked you. Any other like tips or go like best practices, do this, avoid this. Like I see this mistake, anything like that. I see people that aren't consistent. So that would be something to avoid. Like just make sure that you're consistent. That's huge. Um, you want to make sure your blog is optimized for your Pinterest traffic. And so a lot of times people are, like they don't even have their opt-in um, showing up where they're driving the Pinterest traffic to. So if I'm driving traffic from Pinterest to a specific blog post, I want to make sure I have a pop-up with my opt-in that's, re that's relevant to that, that blog post. I want to make sure within that blog post, I'm telling people, hey, I have this free thing that's going to help you X, Y, and Z. So I have a specific call to action at the front of the blog post, at the bottom of the blog post as well as the pop-up. So it's like, there's no guessing what they should do. Like I'm telling them very specifically, this is your next step. Mm -hmm. Another thing that we do within the blog post itself is that Pinterest traffic, they have no idea who the heck I am. And so I write that blog post as if I'm speaking to a complete and total stranger and I say something like, hey, if you're new here, I also have these super relevant blog posts that are going to help you X, Y, and Z that are related to this topic. And so I have that in the introduction before I even get to the content of the blog itself. Um, and then within the blog, it's conversational. I'm not writing like academic content or anything like that. And I'm not a great writer. So for people that have this objection in their head of like, I'm not a great writer, you don't have to be, don't worry. Um, and within that blog post too, I'm adding value beyond just written content. So I'm usually providing like screenshots or adding a video or something like that. So I'm really over delivering. So when someone comes and they see that blog post, they're like, this is amazing. And how else can I learn from her? Hmm. That is a good key takeaway for me. I feel like just even how, well, there's massive power in blogging with link backs anyway, you know, mm -hmm. linking to other articles. And I don't know if we're, I don't think we're quite taking it that far. So now you have me like, okay, list of things to do. <laughs> this is so good. Okay. And then what can people expect? Like, okay, people on the fence. Yeah, that sounds good. But I already have this going and that going. Give us a sense, maybe through some of the work you've done yourself or what some of your clients or people who have gone through your course have seen, how quickly can you see an ROI, like on your time? You know, I've like had, what are, what's the shift that they can expect to see and in what time frame? I've had some of my students triple their sales within 60 days. 
Okay. Well, that's convincing. Uh-huh. Yeah. One of the, I've had people that like they're artists. I have um, someone who has wedding decor. So she's selling physical products. I have people that are online co- coaches and consultants. I have a lactation consultant. Um, she like, before she started working with me, she was going to close down her business because it wasn't working. Now she has hired lactation consultants and she actually has, she has one of the top lactation blogs on the internet and she has doctors coming to her asking her how she set up this telehealth practice um, which is pretty freaking cool so I mean as long as you're consistent you take massive action um, I've had students just crush it within 60 days that's awesome that's awesome well good work with everything you're doing this stuff is so helpful and sometimes it can be so discouraging I know a lot of the entrepreneurs listening they feel like just this unseen or unheard you know they are an expert. They're great at what they do, but they can't seem to get out in front of people. And they're not the type that wants to story every moment of their day on Instagram or have to be posting all the time. I feel like this is an amazing solution for people to be able to penetrate the market, specifically hit the people that they're seeking to serve most without the massive investment of time and or money. Oh, one thing I did want to ask you, ads. Do you recommend running Pinterest ads? Do you recommend like come up with a budget or don't bother? Uh, they're super confusing. We don't even go there. Everything really? that we do is organic, free, free traffic. Even better. I even know, better. right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is so great. Well, Rachel, this was gold. I know our audience is going to eat this up because they really, they truly have been asking like, can we talk Pinterest or what? Like, is this a platform we should be using? What should we be doing? So thank you so much for all your wisdom in this space. Let our listeners know where they can come find you. Yeah. So if you want to grab my free Pinterest cheat sheet, just go to pinwithrachel.com. And then our podcast is the She's Making an Impact podcast. So you can go ahead and check that out. Cool. Well, we will link to all that in the show notes so people can find it easily and then we'll pin it so people can find it even more easily. Yay. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, You're awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. It's I know it's making an impact, especially for those unseen heroes that are really trying to get out in the market. So this is great. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow... Take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.